Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a current 12-day dive into the wonder and amazement of the Christmas season. I'm Matt Baker, and with me as always is Zach Mistletoe Mabry. Zach, how are you, my friend? I, I'm good. I'm, I'm very good. Okay, so... And Merry Christmas, even to all the haters and losers. Okay, thank you very much. They appreciate that. All right, so we were in the 12 days of Christmas, and what we thought we would do was do 12 different episodes to release one every day with a different guest to explain the Catholic meaning behind the the current day. So you know the song, Zach? I won't sing it all for you, but the Partridge and a Pear Tree song, we all know that oh, song. Oh, I, I know it. Okay, so that's day one. So every day we're going to explain what the verse in the song is and then its Catholic meaning, okay? And our guest okay. today is friend of the show, all-around lovable, charming human being, Dad Nista, Jake, back on the program. How are you, my friend? I'm great. Am I, am I just a friend of the show, or am I a friend? Well, uh, we are the show, and the show is us. Yeah, so, I know. Right, that, that that works. I mean, I'm just gonna say you. I you, you've you've slept in my house and I fed you dinner. So I I was just hoping that we were we were friends. It wasn't just a, a show thing. I have on Matt's birthday, people tweet "Happy Birthday" at Roman Circus Pod. <laughs> yeah. So that's true. If that if that's any indicator, yeah. Always, so go ahead. I was just say it's always a dilemma for me if like I want to tag Matt in something. If I tag like, hey, it's Matt Baker. If I tag Roman Circus, yeah, that's a, that's exactly how I want it to be. And we've achieved yeah. we've achieved that state. Hannah was like, "You've really got to hand it to Matt tweeting about sports to nobody from his main account." <laughs> <laughs> I should probably unblock Hannah. You oh. should. Well, this because is it's Christmas. Um, yeah. So yeah, like Matt was saying, um, we're kind of doing what's called the Catholic meaning of the twelve days of Christmas, and what that refers to is uh, during the English persecutions of the one true faith. Um, Catholics were kind of driven underground and had to practice their religion in secret. And so there's this legend that says that the 12 days of Christmas song is like a catechism of its own. And each of the 12 days refers to, you know, something that you should know about the faith, whether it's, you know, the first day partridge in a pear tree referring to the one Lord or um, the seven swans of swimming referring to the seven sacraments. And, um, you know, we'll just, for the sake of transparency, it's, it, it's probably made up, but it's really cool. <laughs> so we're we're going, we're doing it. Yeah, we haven't. We don't. And maybe it's not made up. But there, you know, there's that fake Saint Francis quote, and if you say it, everybody's like, "No, that's fake. That's fake." So we we are we're aware that this may not have ever really happened, and we don't care. Yeah. No, we just need to push that content. Matter. We need to push that content for all of our patrons out there. And hopefully, we've signed up for Patreon by now. <laughs> um, and. Hopefully you're paying us. If they, if they haven't, uh, feel free to head over on to patreon.com slash dadnista. Oh, yeah. Do you, have a, do you have one? I do. Yeah, he'll block anybody you want if you give him enough money. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, is that you, what it is? If you, well, there's there's multiple levels, but the $20 a month level, I will block someone for you. Yeah. it's. I it, want you to block Matt since you guys hang out in real life more than you hang out with me. So. That's true. I gotta come. I gotta drive a wedge between it's, us. It's it's only been used once. Father Anthony paid to have me block Caitlin. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Caitlin T with Tolkien. 
that's that's illegal. You can't block Caitlyn. Did you want to block cool. her? Uh, yeah, well, she upped her pledge because I also have a level where you're protected from being blocked. So, oh wow, you're um you're really good at getting money from people. I know, uh, I know. It's a uh, it's a gift. What can I say? All right, so we're on day one. Merry Christmas, everybody! And this is a partridge and a pear tree, which is the meaning is Christ. Okay, Zach, I like you said this could be made up. I don't know. Why Why did they pick partridge? I mean, if it is tree? made up, what a cool thing that somebody made this up. Exactly. So the reason we're having Jake on to talk about Christ is because Jake is a convert, but Jake is a convert from Judaism, which is usually, we usually just have uh, former Protestants on to talk about Catholicism, but in this time... Wait, do we just dox you? Is that is that known? Yeah, I talked about it. Uh, I talked about it on the crutch. Oh, okay. So the, yeah, my the other, the other podcast I go on occasionally. Yeah, well, they, yes. they they don't listen to us, so we can talk about whatever we want about them. Yeah. Okay. So my understanding <laughs> is you were born to you were born into a, a Jewish family, mm-hmm. and then there were concerns that you were going to die in infancy, and so your nanny, who was a a, a Christian, baptized you. That's correct. And um, then I was and then I was raised by the Pope. And then after you survived, uh you you moved into the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Is that That's correct. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Sorry, I just had like a technical difficulty on my side. So, um we can pick that back up from where I said and then you moved into the Vatican. And uh you know, I and then I then I became a priest. Yeah, and then like your family kept trying to kidnap you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and eventually, it unfortunately led to the, uh, you know, the, the end of, of the, the Vatican State. No, no, no. So when I, whenever I'm in Rome or if I go to Italy, which is not very often, so I, I don't want it to sound cooler than I am, I always say that I'm in the occupied papal states. Yeah. Wait, what are you so even like talking to, about what? right now? What is going on? <laughs> I've lost complete control of this thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're referencing the the very famous story about Father Mortara, which has almost nothing to do with Christmas. You know, I don't read. Okay, you've so. heard of Mortara. Yeah, he uh, his first miracle was bringing down First Things magazine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going great. This whole series is getting off to a great start. Yeah, I'm glad I'm I'm glad I'm the first day. Right. Can uh can work out all the bugs. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. We're just tired from midnight mass, you know? Let's let's talk about our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Okay. The idea of converting from Protestantism to Catholicism is kind of a natural natural move because the foundation is kind of already there, right? But going from Judaism to Christianity means that you have to accept uh, the idea that the Messiah has already come and the idea that Christ is the second person of the Holy Trinity, not to mention you now uh, respect and appreciate the Trinity. Uh, so what, I mean, the obvious question is just like, how did you come to accept all that? And how did you get past certain things to be like, oh yeah, that this this guy is who the Christians say he is. So for I was raised Jewish, but I was not, we were not particularly observant. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but the the sort of the one the one major sort of religious component of my upgrading was um, was the Passover. Okay. Um, you know, we celebrated you know we celebrated uh, Passover and Hanukkah and you know a couple other you know like Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah and things like that. But the Passover was sort of like the one um, sort of annual staple of actual religiosity in my family. Um, and so when I was you know in high school and starting to investigate these things, um, a friend of mine um, actually had me watch. Um, a it was a, a VHS, uh, a Scott Hahn VHS, uh, the fourth cup, and so uh, and you basically, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with it, but it's basically Scott Hahn sort of talking about uh, the connection between the Last Supper and the Passover, uh, and so that was the thing that sort of uh, kicked it off for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just it, there's a, there's a sort of immediate resonance. Uh, there between that and then in the mass um and that sort of just kind of sent me um investigating more and i was so fascinated um you know with the ideal idea of a biblical typology and all of these these foreshadowings of christ in the old testament mm-hmm. um and so i was just diving into into things like that and then and i don't you know some of them are you know, pretty well known and, and understood, but even just like little things, like I remember, you know, I, I friend gave me a, a Bible to read. I'm going through, and I'm going through Genesis. Um, and even just like little things like, you know, in, in Genesis, God speaks of, of himself, you know, with, you know, with the sort of like the Royal, the Royal week, just like speaking that plural, I was just like, right. That's, you know, that's just so interesting that, you know, even here in, in Genesis, um, and I, I don't, I didn't know like, Oh, is this just like a, a, a Catholic translation thing or whatever, but just like, but the fact that, you know, even here in Genesis, you see this, this sort of multiple the multiplicity um, in, in God, like, sort of speaking to, to himself in a, in a plurality, um, you know, they're, they're this communion of persons. Um, but then, you know, things like the story of, of the binding of Isaac and all these, all these things. And then, and then of course the Passover just, I was just so fascinated with, um, all the ways in which God revealed himself and prepared, uh, you know, the revelation of his son throughout, you know, the history of, of the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I, so it was the, the typology and the foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, th- so that was the sort of the main thing that sort of got me started. Um, but the, the, the clincher um, is, and I've, I've never been a um, person, you know, I, I very rarely, I don't have a lot of what people would call, you know, sort of religious experiences in, in prayer or, or things like that. But um, I did have um, the first time my friend brought me to adoration. Um, I'm sitting there praying before the Blessed Sacrament and I was just just overcome with, this feeling of, of the presence of, of Christ in, in the sacrament. And it was at that point I decided, okay, well, uh, if, if this is true, if, if God is actually present here in the sacrament, if Christ is, you know, if, if this piece of bread is, is Christ and Christ is who he says he is, and he's God, like, I, I guess I have no choice. I got to be Catholic now. Wow. And, and that's, that's, 
basically the only sort of what I would you know, call like a sort of spiritual religious experience I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one other time I've sort of really felt, you know, sort of the, a, a sort of a really um, tangible presence of God um, in adoration. But that, that was, that was the big, that was the clincher that, you know, in, the, in that experience of, of adoration, I was you know convicted of the truth of, of the real presence and, at that point, I was like, well, uh, I don't really have a choice anymore. <laughs> That's really interesting because, like, for my own conversion, I mean, and I was raised Protestant. I was in, like, it was, it was, if you know, if Peter, mm-hmm. you know, I was like at Peter's grave. And I was like, okay, well, if this is Peter and if his successor's, you know, upstairs running the church, and, you know, Scripture makes it clear that our Lord put Peter over the, you know, the, the church then yeah, I have to be Catholic. Like I, I just remember, like I didn't really want to mm-hmm. be at the time because I was like, uh, you know, uh, Catholics. Um, but it was like, yeah, I don't really have a, a choice now. Like I can't really, if this is true, then, you know, here it is. Yeah. And it, it's interesting because I, you know, when I was converting, um, like I said, I was raised Jewish, but throughout most of high school, I was, you know, agnostic and atheist. And then later on, like my junior and senior year, I was sort of calling myself a Buddhist and trying to 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 do that. Um, just sort white of like people seeking, be like, white people be like, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and it's because I I grew up doing martial arts, um, and so like I was just feeling like I was meeting, I was missing some sort of aspect of my life. I was missing some sort of spiritual aspect of my life, and so the first thing I did was is sort of go into the the buddhism thing but i it just it kind of felt empty to me mm-hmm. like i really needed that that personal aspect of of god not just the sort of like vague um you know philosophical thing uh and so i you know the first thing i did was go back and start looking at obviously my ancestral faith um but then you you kind of have you know if you're if you're trying to take religion seriously and then you're looking at Judaism like and kind of looking through everything like I got to the point where I had to like answer the Jesus question like it just you kind of have to um at least address it um and look at it and so once I once I decided like it's something I need to look into like it never even occurred to me really to like investigate Protestantism it was like okay well I guess I'm gonna go see what the Catholics have to say about this and look into it that way. Um, like it's, I don't, I don't even know why, like I was not at all educated in this sort of thing. I didn't really, I didn't honestly know a whole a lot about the differences between Catholics and Protestants, but I, I just knew just from like the historical weight of the Catholic church. I'm like, well, this is obviously the place to start. Yeah. That's, right. That's... Well, so did like the experience so this is something like i i don't have the like growing up protestant you know i always believed in jesus and so did most people mm-hmm. i was around did growing up not having that like to a certain extent was it like were was there a part of you that was like nah, i don't want to like say that these people might be right you know like if you if you were always like of the smaller number of people it's like no this guy you know, he's not the real deal. Like, did, did that play anything to it? Like, almost like your identity is somebody that, you know, didn't believe what most people you were around believed? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, and I, I've, you know, looking back on it, 
you know, especially, uh, you know, as a high schooler, whenever, like, being, trying to be sort of like an edgy kid or whatever, like, I, I look back and sort of cringe on, like, sort of, like, some of, like, the blasphemous things I used to say, like, I, I, I used to sort of, like, when I was an atheist, or even just, you know, I was an atheist, but I was, I still identified a lot with as, you know, as Jewish or as, um, in, in a lot of ways, as, as part of like, you make like an identity out of persecution. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, in my, it wasn't any, ever anything super serious, but like, I mean, growing up, I did have a few times where I had experienced, you know, bits of anti-Semitism and, and things like that. Um, and so, um, it's sort of like an edgy pushback sort of way you like go even further. And like, you know, like I said, you, I, you know, would, would say blasphemous things and things like that just because I'm like, okay, well you guys are going to be, um, you know, come after me for, for being Jewish or whatever. Like, well, like I'm going to make fun of, you know, make fun of your God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and so that was a, a sort of, thing that you had to, I had to overcome um, in in the process of that. Interesting. Yeah, I just think that would be interesting because, like, I mean, I don't want to say anything bad about anybody, but I would think, like, high school super religious people are, like, very annoying, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, I don't want to say that these people are right. You know, like, I would think that yeah. would come into play for me. Yeah. Well, so that's, that's the thing, too, that I was very lucky um, you know, not like, yeah, I think, you know, obviously God had a hand in this thing. So when I, when I was, when I first decided like, okay, well, I need to look into Christianity and Catholicism. And, um, most of the people I knew that were, that just were, were very much like that were the people I did not want to associate with or be around or talk to, but I had a friend, um, do I like the one friend and we weren't super close, but you know, I had known her for you know, since, since middle school and we had a class together, uh, and was like, Oh, like, I know she is Catholic and like, is, is very serious. Like she had sort of that reputation as like the good Catholic girl. Um, and, but she was just a, you know, a great person and a very happy person. And so that that's attractive in its own way. Um, this was you know, that with, Catholic girl. <laughs> yes. No, um, no, but this is, um, you know, she was, um, you know, like I said, she was just, she was just known as sort of the good Catholic girl. She was just, it, it wasn't in any sort of like, you know, it wasn't like a weird, not to paint with broad brushes because my wife was a homeschool Catholic kid, but you know, she wasn't like that sort of like weird homeschool kid or, you know, whatever she was, um, you know, she was involved and happy and a cheerleader and all these sorts of things, but like also Catholic. So I was like, I just kind of went into a uh, class one day. I was like, Hey, like you go to church, right? Uh, she's like, well, yeah. I'm like, can I go to church with you on Sunday? Uh, she was just, I think, kind of taken back whatever, but like, you know, open to it. And so I was, you know, thank God for that, that, you know, just that her, her witness there provided the opportunity for me to be able to go up and, and ask that question and, and have a, a path to have someone bring me in and explain things to me. And, you know, she had a great Catholic family. Her older brother is my godfather. Um, oh, that's but, cool. That's you know, cool. So, but it was just a very, you know, sort of providential setup, and because of that, that joyful witness, and uh, you know, the not not being that sort of weird, annoying 
you know, stereotypical, like sort of Christian that you see in like a TV show or whatever. Uh, just being a normal person who was filled with the joy of Christ allowed me, uh, you know, to have that opportunity to, to seek it out through him. Brilliant. That's really helpful. I can't help but think you you had such an amazing experience at adoration to come into the faith and Zach had such an amazing experience at St. Peter's to come to the faith. And basically my coming into the faith was just my parents being like, all right, get ready. We're going to church. And I was like, all right, we're going to church. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, and, that, and I, but I think that's important. Oh, of course. I mean, even, even, you know, even yours, like, but all three of them there, it's, it's about the, you know, the, the substantial, you know, sort of real uh, incarnational aspects of the faith. Um, you know, it's about, it's about things being in the world, whether that's, you know, you're the, the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist actually being, you know, being physically present to us, but where that, you know, it's the, the relics of, of the saints and the, you know, the, the, yeah, know, it, the it, church, it, the church is a realm or just like, you know, the, the lived experience of a family and a community in your parish. Mm-hmm. It was so trippy thinking like, okay, these bones are this, are the guy from, from scripture, you know, like mm-hmm. Simon Peter, who I've, I've heard of, because I, you know, I don't know if this was just me, but like growing up in America, you're detached from a lot of the history there. Like you can't mm-hmm. go visit these sites. And so like, there isn't like, it was very odd to be places where they're like, yes, like this person that you've heard of, here's their bones. And it becomes like not a story as much as a, like a, like you said, like mm-hmm. a real substantial thing and that was where it was like well yeah i mean i have to be catholic because like so much now it's like oh you know be what you feel or you know you can believe what you want it's all kind of wishy-washy but it's like you're just standing there in front of literal bones and you're like well i'm obviously i've got to be part of peter's church so here's what i do and yeah absolutely i mean that that's so important that and again there was there's yeah i don't want to simplify there's so many things you know little things that happen with me throughout this experience and you know the 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 witness of the apostles and and their martyrdom it was another another thing that was a huge uh, a huge thing for me um you know this the fact that all all of the apostles except for for john were were martyred for their faith and you know all the all the popes for i don't know how many like consecutive popes it's like 50 50 something popes uh, the first 50 popes in a row or whatever like were all martyred um you know, like that, that sort of witness was just, was just so powerful, such an argument for, uh, you know, for the, the truth of this faith. And, you know, I mean, you see people all the time, you know, you know, especially like with Islam these days, like, well, like, okay, well, like Muslims die for their faith all the time. Like, why does that make Christianity special? I'm like, well, you know, it, dying for your faith doesn't mean it's true, but it, it does mean that you're, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good argument that you're, uh, your convictions are, are you believe real. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but the difference is with the apostles versus like the Muslims say, like well, they're in a position to know what they're dying for is true. Mm-hmm. And so, and so it's the, it's the combination of those things. that's so, that's so powerful. Like, yeah. I mean, they, cause they split up. I mean, they all bolt to different corners of the world and, and were willing to die. And, you know, not one of them changed their story or was like, you know, we faked it. He didn't resurrect. I mean, you, you would think at least one of them, especially when you look at like how, you know, they were all too scared to show up 
for the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were locked in the, he had to walk through the door because they were locked in the upper room. I mean, they were pretty freaked out before Pentecost. Yeah. And you can see that, like, clearly something supernatural had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, look at any time there's, like, a crime or an investigation, people immediately start turning on people who they were close to, you know? Yeah. And, and these people were willing unto death to, I mean, clearly they believed it and they, you know, they saw it happen, so... Well, that's not, and that's another thing. It was just so powerful to me, especially coming, you know, the most direct step was coming from, from Buddhism. And, you know, like I was saying, like, it just kind of felt empty in a lot of ways to me. And, and one of the ways that the Christ is just so, so powerful in changing your life is that, you know, in Buddhism, you know, the, the, the question of suffering is just that, you know, it's something that humans have, have always struggled with. And then, you know, in Buddhism, you have, this sort of angle coming out like, well, it's just, it's just an illusion. It's just based on, you know, it's just because you have attachments to things like that. And so you just need to let go. Of, you just need to let go of everything and then you won't have to suffer. Um, and like Christ, the, the answer of, of, of Christ is so different from that. It's, it's, it's not about letting go of all this sort of fake stuff in the world. It's about uniting it, uniting it to him. Uh, and it's just, you know, to me, it's just so much more, more powerful. And it, it just rings, it, it rings more true to, to humanity, to me, you know, to, to all of the sort of natural aspects of our, our humanity that we're not supposed to, like, we are supposed to care about the things in this world uh, and, and have these desires and, and things like that. It's, it's natural, um, but we're supposed to unite all of that stuff to Christ. And that's what gives the suffering meaning i think that pretty much sums it up i think that's a pretty well it sums it up as much as uh one can sum up eternal truth that you'll never stop learning about but hey yeah we, we solved you know the the mysteries of the faith guys we did it yeah all it took were 26 minutes wrap it up we, we did whatever we could but yeah thanks jake take thanks that for... take that thomas aquinas <laughs> yeah what was he? it took him it took him four books Right. Um, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us, Jake. This was fun. Um, uh, I hope you have a good rest of Christmas. Oh, yeah, uh, this you have is big Christmas plans Day. for the next 11 days. Uh, I'm going to hang out with Matt again, I think. Very nice. Yeah, in in lovely Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Get some uh, get some in and out, which is uh, one of the other one of the uh, five ways um, actually. Yeah. The the, the little known fun. The little known fourth way, the uh, the argument from in and out, <laughs> yeah. animal style. Yeah, that'll be great. You and Matt, the two of you, you guys, without me, <laughs> hanging out, yeah. being bros. Just y'all. <laughs> All right, Jake is Fair at Dadnista on Twitter. We're at, apparently on Patreon too. And Patreon.com/slash/Dadnista. We're at Roman Circus Pod. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker. Zach is at Zach Mabry. I forgot to do that at the top of the show. But hey, it's Christmas. I'm distracted. Uh, We've got some good guests coming up over the next 11 days. So stay tuned. Check us out tomorrow. And uh, yeah. Yeah, good luck. Good luck following up this one, guys. I know. It's pretty intense. Yeah. And don't even think of taking your tree down, listeners. We're keeping it up. All right. Thanks for that threat. We'll talk to you all later. See ya.